0: Hey there, this is the Erratic Control Podcast. I'm Ed Townend. This week's episode is with uh, Dean Thomas, a.k.a. Ransom. And Dean's a drummer and bass DJ from Cardiff. Uh, he's kind of based from in South Wales as well, does shows all around the place. Um, and he's the first kind of non-musician, although we do discuss that, uh, whether he is a musician or not, uh, in the podcast, which is quite an interesting conversation in and of itself. Uh, to have on the podcast and he came over on a particularly hot day a couple of weeks ago Uh, so we had the windows open so you probably hear that we're drinking beer so you might hear that Um, but yeah it was was a great chat and it was really interesting to hear loads about DJing and how it works from his perspective and I definitely learned a lot and I think um, even if you are a really into drum and bass or into DJing in general I think you can take a lot away from this uh, podcast so I hope you do kind of enjoy it and if you are a DJ and you do like drum and bass I hope you enjoy it in just different ways I guess um so yeah here's my conversation with Dean I I think having like a long form interview is kind of like it's a good way of kind of getting in depth on people. And like, I l- I've learned so much about people that I yeah. like, I didn't under- didn't know before. And I think yeah. that's like a really interesting way. And it's kind of then, I also think it's good for the scene because then you're kind of, you're giving these people who people just know kind of off the cuff, like you're giving them like some depth. Some access to yeah. their life. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, and like yeah. okay, an cool. understanding about why they do what they do and why they like music. And when I was like, coming up with who could be on it, when I thought of, like, asking you, I was, like, really excited to talk to you. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't know a lot about drum and bass, and I don't know a lot about um, DJs of your ilk. I know, obviously, quite a bit about Club Night DJs, but I don't know a lot about DJs who are kind of booked and named. Just for an hour. Yeah, 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 and, like... I find that really interesting mm. but I don't know enough about it and oh, I kind cool. of I want to learn more about it through this yeah and I think other people could as well that's a good idea yeah it's a really good idea I like it I know it's like I've worked countless drum and bass nights yeah <laughs> and like I understand the music and I understand why people enjoy it like but from, together from our perspective yeah exactly and like for me like it would be interesting at a drum and bass night because I'll start off and be like yeah this is good this is good and then like Six hours later, I'm like,
1: I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just, it's just like, um, unless I have the same sort of outlook on it, unless I'm listening to a band where everything is done individually on stage. Do you know what I mean? Like, I get really annoyed when I play more than one hour. Or not really annoyed, but I get... I don't get bored, but I get like, right, I need to switch it up a bit now. Do you see what I mean? So, like, I can't just play a, f- a full hour of upfront bang yeah. drum a bass, because... There will be some part of me going, ah, come on, Dino, do a bit, do something a bit different. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. So- no,
0: I do. I do see what you mean. And like from my like experience, I've worked with like club night DJs who mm. like play a, a mix of genres or play kind of a specific genre, but aren't like a name. Yeah. They just mean, like yeah. a club night. Um. And yeah. then I kind of learned that process and kind of look back on my student years and go oh, yeah, like, I did some really shitty things to DJs because I didn't understand how it worked. Yeah, yeah. And, like, so it's that perspective. But there's, I think there's also that, that in that world mm, yeah. where you can't stick to one genre. I know, yeah. Like, it, like, I find it really dull if you do stick to one genre.
1: It, it is true, but if you've got the skills to make it in that one genre... Yeah.
0: And that is
1: what... And make it interesting. Yeah, 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 and make it interesting. I think that is what you need to look for. Because I think people get too hung up on trying to find, especially producers and stuff, trying to find their sound Mm. and trying to push the boundaries. That's fine, push the boundaries as much as possible. But, you know, always bring it back to where you found it, if that makes sense. Basically, if you're going to do like a half time beat or something like that people like to put shuffles in and Mm. and things like that and like little tambourines, but just they they bring it back to the raw drum and bass Mm. sound. And I think that's what what people like to hear. Because obviously if you've got a house tune, I'm not a massive, massive fan of house. Mm. I I don't get it, to be honest with you. I do love it when I'm out and I'm getting drunk with my friends. It's wicked. But to mix it, it'd be too boring for me. Because I like to be quick. I like to get yeah. the other tune in. I like to keep people guessing and kind of what you call like an impact mixer. Mm. So I keep people like, and that's why I don't have any, not any, but I won't record a mix. I won't ever really record a mix because I don't want the people to go. There's some people out there who record a mix after mix after mix and chucking it out and chucking it out and chucking it out. Yeah. But I know what I'm going to hear when I go and see him. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, so you want surprised surprise people. Yeah yeah exactly and I think there's got to be that element to it there has to be that element to it because at the end of the day if you're going to pay to go and see somebody play you don't want to know
0: exactly tune to tune what they're going to play it's true it's like I used to do this thing when I I don't do it anymore because I've learned. Like when I go and see bands, like and big bands, you can look up their set lists on the tour, and yeah. You can work out where they're going to play. Some bands change it every night, mm. but a lot of bands keep it the same on tour yeah. when it's doing larger tours because it's easier to do the production. Right, yeah, exactly. So I know exactly what songs coming next. Yeah, and that's see, always bo- that's that's rubbish. It's rubbish. D- yeah, see, see, I wouldn't like that. Yeah, I, I would. I'd hate, hate it. I, yeah, yeah, I hate. Yeah. It. And I, I worked out that that was the wrong way of going about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because you need to be surprised at a yeah, show, and yeah. when They play something you're not expecting. Oh God! Wow! Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's
1: that's that's the prime reason why I do what I do because I want people
0: to go, shit, Mm. Jesus Christ, where did that come from? And I and I feel the same when I go out and and go to a club night and they play a song I wouldn't expect them to play. Yeah, exactly. Or play a song I really like, and that's like those are the best moments of the night. So I've worked with um, a few DJs and I suggest a song or they, they, they're about to play a song and I know what song they're about to play. Yeah. And the best feeling in the world is when you hit that button and everyone goes, oh my god. And I think that's like, that's what DJs that's strive for. Yeah. That is
1: the pinnacle. That Like you cannot get a feeling, apart from if you make your
0: own music and then you drop it and then the crowd mm. goes. That's a completely completely different ball game when i was a teenager or like just starting out and as a student like i didn't know the difference between the types of djs yeah. and what what was the difference was between a dj who's a producer or a yeah. dj who works at a club night or a yeah. dj who is a named dj yeah yeah and i think a lot of the unless you're really into that kind of music like an outsider would well, you're not look gonna at it know. and not understand it yeah of course they would. like people don't understand the difference between like Someone like David, David Guetta. Like I'm just like yeah, no, throw, throwing out a big name, yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah. and then yeah. someone who mixes properly. Other, but like, yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, <laughs> I know yeah. that as well. But like, but mixes other people's music. Mm. And I think, yeah, like from an outsider's perspective, that seems really strange. But that is essentially quite important to DJs. Yeah, definitely, hundred percent, definitely. I did, yeah. So I did dabble in DJing when I was younger. Yeah, Um but. I just uh, yeah couldn't be asked. <laughs> no, it's it's not that. I mean, it's just I feel I feel the same way about photography. It's like yeah. There are a lot of other people out there who are better than me and they aye, should be getting aye. the you, attention. You can't think like that. You you can't have that
1: mindset, man. Like you can't have that mindset in life, let alone in, mm. in music.
0: Because if you think, "Oh, well somebody else out there is better than me." Yeah. What's the point in even trying? But it's it's not it's not that it's that and the fact that it's so hard as well yeah for, for photographers and djs and things like that yeah and and like uh, you don't want to throw well. so many yeah, hours I, into yeah. it to not get much back but no 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 not even not even that like i respect people who work really hard on that mm. and i respect people who are better than me at that and i think they should be getting the money and i think they should be getting the attention rather than me yeah. who isn't as good but there. everyone starts somewhere mate
1: yeah everyone but starts somewhere but I do somewhere. so much already
0: it's yeah, like I why, that, adds, well, why the... adds DJing onto that yeah. like if someone wants me to DJ an event I'll do it yeah and I'll do an alright job yeah, yeah but I'm not going to go out and actively seek that work yeah I
1: know what you're saying yeah yeah I know what you're saying because I've had that's to do fair that enough. that's fair of, enough like, yeah yeah It's like it's like I wouldn't actively go out and do trying to do a sound engineer's job yeah because I don't know that much about how it's supposed to be done mm. do you see what I'm saying yeah so, I've got an ear for sound, obviously, yeah. but it's not the. It's a completely different game, isn't mm. it? So, it's like it, for us two to swap places, yeah, you'd have some idea of how to DJ. I'd have some idea of how
0: get it hasn't right, got to like, yeah. go in the
1: red, but <laughs> that's literally about as far
0: as it goes for me, to be honest. So, yeah, I understand where you're coming from. Exactly. It's like I can sort of beat match and I can sort of fuck up DJing yeah. a lot and yeah. like you have to practice yeah and like, of course it's yeah. so many hours yeah exactly and like it's the same with I, th- I think some people don't understand that it's the same with everything yeah like you only get better as a sound engineer if you put the hours in oh of course you don't course. It's you can read as many books as you want but unless you're there physically with a desk I tell people as well like <clears throat> even when I'm not doing sound engineering I'm looking up new desks, I'm working out and like reading lots because you have to keep learning yeah and if you get complacent about it Oh, that's when your your work—not work rate,
1: but your work quality starts
0: yeah. to drop. I hear stories of people who don't know how to use digital desks, yeah, or people who don't use, know how to use analog desks analog, yeah, and yeah. are restricted in that sense. And I'm like,
1: what yeah, but the see, hell you can't be doing that. That's just like basically me saying, right? Well, I don't know how to DJ on Technics, but yeah. not a DJ on pioneers,
0: yeah. And I won't ever. I will never yeah. try. Like, yeah. pff, come on, no.
1: Man. Do you know what I mean? Come on, like you there's got to be some part if you wanted that bad you will need to learn it do you see what i mean so those kind of people who say right well now you know i'm an analog man or i only play vinyl or something
0: like that no time for them. No, and but it's you know you got the opposite. I'm sure there's like lots of young people now who have never never mixed on vinyl. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh well, yeah. Even more so yeah. because of the CD and the uh, and the uh, USB, and the sticks. USB yeah. sticks and that that even like, the tractors. When yeah, when yeah, exactly. And like tra- I mean, tractor. Lots of people go, oh, tractors. Like it's not real DJing. But at the same time, it's like. It is, though. It is, it It is. is. And it's also kind of scarier because you've got all that choice. Yeah, 100%. Do you know what? If you take out, like, a box of vinyl, you can only choose that vinyl. But if you've got Tractor, you've got thousands of songs to choose from. And you can lose yourself and you can get lost in BPMs and, like, things like that. It's not
1: just the songs that people have at their arsenal with that as well. Yeah. It's they've got the effects. Yeah. They've got the loops. They've got the. Uh, the hot cues, the yeah. hot points. Uh, there's so much stuff. That you it's I, and I didn't. Technique, yeah, I, I used to. I, I used to be one of these vinyl only <laughs> guys. I yeah. did. I genuinely did. And like, like anyone to tell you, and uh, you know, who's friends with me or who's ever booked me and stuff. That I used to only play on vinyl, and they used mm. to have to bring vinyl decks in just for me. And I got to a point. Um, it was Lucy and Simon from Catapult. Mm. They they obviously started Catapult Presents down in the vault and I, I think it was one of the first and the second time that I played I tried play, the, playing vinyl because I didn't use CDs, mm. didn't use CD decks, didn't know I used Pioneers, whatever. Yeah. So I used to take decks, uh, not decks, vinyl everywhere yeah. and uh, it got to a point where the bass and stuff was so high and uh, people like, I don't know, have you been down the vaults recently?
0: I have, I've never been to the vaults. Ah, right, okay. <laughs> well,
1: basically they've got like a, a cage around yeah. the DJ booth. Mm-hmm. And it didn't used to be secure, so it was like linked up, sort of like that's the, the cage by there. Yeah, yeah. You've got decks like sort of linked up to that cage. So basically, yeah. you've got the ravers right there in front. of Yeah. So if you play a tune and the you know the people who are dancing to it love it, yeah, they knock that cage. Your vinyls going,
0: yeah,
1: all off, and and your mix is completely gone. So ever since then. I no disrespect to Lucy and Simon because obviously yeah. I love the pair of them; they're absolutely amazing people. I love yeah. them, but from that point, I was like, right, okay, I think I need to switch to the CD type of you know movement or whatever. Yeah, and but
0: that, then, but that
1: was purely from a technical point. Think, purely, yeah. purely from a technical point because I, I I I'd mixed on them before and I knew how to mix on them, but I chose to play vinyl, mm. and that was my particular as a DJ. That was my particular yeah. choice. That was my individual choice. But it was something that sort of clicked in my head, and I went right. Okay, well, I'm not enjoying the sets that I'm playing because of the technical issues that yeah. I'm having, and I think I'm restricting myself by doing that. So I think right, okay, boom, get a um, get a CD wallet, get a load of CDs, burn off a load of final, vi- uh, burn off a load of CDs, yeah. ready for the next gig. Play the next gig, one of the best gigs I've ever played in my life, because I had no restrictions, mm-hmm. I had nothing stopping me from doing what i wanted to do yeah and it was just it flowed so good and uh, yeah it was just a really really and a very i'm uh, the worst when it comes to being critical about myself because i don't every after every set or even if i make a tune or something like that after yeah. every uh you know creative thing i would put myself into whether it be a production which i, I just don't have the time for mm. as in i'm too impatient <laughs> okay or yeah. um or like a set of mine, when I go out when I play, I'm always super, super, super critical, and unless you see me smiling when I come off the deck, yeah. I
0: think I could have done better. Hmm. Do you do you see what I mean? Yeah, and um, but I think also at the same time when you say you know it's a, it's a cliche thing to say, but when you when you say I could have done better, that's a good thing because yeah. then you know where to improve. And if if you, yeah. if you, if you ever go, oh, that was perfect then you'll ne- you're never, that's it, that's the end. Well, yeah. yeah, exactly. And that's
1: that's I think that's another, one of the things is, the reasons why I don't like planning my sets, I will never, ever, ever, to this day, even if I'm doing like a, a recorded mix, which like I said earlier, I don't know if it was recording, but I never record mixes, mm. I'll never, I'll never sit there and go, right, okay, well that track goes into that track. I've got mixes that I do, don't get me wrong, yeah. there's, there's tunes that I know will go with certain tunes. Yeah. And, I, and I will always draw for those, particular tune but i will never ever ever to my dying breath ever rec- like not record but like plan a mm. set because for me particularly if let's just say for instance i plan it to the ap- absolute millisecond yeah right i know when to drop this tune i know yeah. when to drop that tune i know that's gonna go there i take have got to take the bass off that's gonna kick in with a treble the drums are gonna come in there and so on and so forth if i plan it to the millisecond and one of that bit goes wrong Bang, that's my whole set
0: gone. Yeah, Do you see what I mean? And also, I don't think you'd enjoy it as much. Oh, no, of course I wouldn't. No, and, I wouldn't. and you wouldn't feel like you've achieved something. Yeah. You would have just, like, done something that's rehearsed. Exactly. Yeah. And, like, we... Actually, that comes back around
1: to what we alluded to earlier about the set. When you... Go to see yeah when the you get, yeah. Uh, bands and you know exactly what they're going to play. Yeah. You're like, well, the element is, of surprise yeah. is gone now. And I yeah, you don't surprise yourself, yeah. let alone the audience. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And that's how, you know, that's how you build up um, yourself as a as a person rather than a musician. I don't class myself as a musician. I really don't. Mm. But I think th- those kind of moments they they do mould you because obviously. Because I don't plan sets, Yeah. all of the mixes that I do know will go amazing together have all come off the fly. So I've gone, ooh, that sounded nice. Yeah. Bang, I'm going to use that in my yeah. next set. Use it, goes off, happy days. Yeah. Right,
0: I'm going to use, continue to use that. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? yeah definitely it's kind of the concept of a happy accident isn't it yeah or, or not even a happy accident like you you try something you experiment yeah. with something and then it works or it doesn't work and yeah well no it is that's it a perfect it, yeah. analogy a, a yeah. happy accident
1: because it is an accident i've done it i've not planned to do it no
0: but it's come up good but saying a happy accident it's like sounds like you did it by mistake
1: yeah well no you, you well you do like unless unless like because what i do is i like to i like to um how can i explain this now with beat matching, obviously you've got a certain amount of bars until the tune drops. Mm-hmm. And now with vinyl, when I used to play vinyl, it was a lot easier to just look at the groove
0: and know when they're going to double drop. Wow, it's a it's a very, but it's easy as well. Like but to I, me, so yeah, so I was I was going to say this earlier. To me, I have never placed a vinyl and knowing where the things are like i've never actually learned how to do that yeah so to me that concept but the fact you can read a vinyl oh yeah well that's the problem you shouldn't be able to like you should it should be the
1: other way around shouldn't it you think right okay you should read digital you can feel analog
0: does that make sense but what you're saying is that you can see on the grooves yeah that is mind-blowing to me like it's Common for DJs, not common, but like yeah. it's it's common knowledge for DJs. But for me, that's the first you've time you've never ever, heard yeah. that before.
1: Yeah, like uh, well, that's to be honest with you. Like the the, the style of my DJing, I think, is quite. Um, obviously, you know what a double drop is, don't you? Hmm. When they just both drop at the same time. Yeah. I love I love that. I love that kind of like, yeah. aspect of it. Like I won't do it every single time because tunes just need to be blended once yeah. in a while. But and that's where I get the impact thing from. And I think I from from reading those vinyl grooves and like looking and going right okay so i look at the other tune that's actually playing out to, uh, loud to the crowd yeah or even in my bedroom the one that's actually live playing yeah i look at it and i go right okay so that basically has I, I i speak in numbers as well when it comes to like mm, vinyl okay. dj yeah. or even dj in total but i'll say right okay well that coming up to the next break will have six until it drops and I'll look at the groove, and I'll go, right, well, there's four sections, and that each section is two for me. So basically, if if you say you're going to be able to get it straight away, if there's six left on this one. Yeah. <clears throat> and there's four little sections. yeah. Which section am I going to start it on? Okay. So each one is two. Yeah. Do you see what I'm yeah, going oh, with so that? Yeah, so
0: you'll start it on... Yeah, so you'll start on the the second one. Exactly,
1: yeah. exactly, and it it and it's really easy to know that now. I've told you. Yeah, but like at the time, people people weren't doing that. Like people have done that for years. Don't get yeah. me wrong. But the people who I was mixing with and stuff like that, they they were just like, oh, how do you know? Like how do you know it's going to be this much, or how do you know it's going to drop there, and how do you know to double drop those two tunes at that particular point? But once. And that's a secret that I, like only a couple of people know. Mm. Unless you've done it before as a DJ, and you know what I'm on about, every DJ is different. So they won't treat uh, you know a 16-bar or a 64 bar as one full bar until it drops. Yeah. I'll treat it as two every time. So I've got my own way and personally, my own personal way of doing it, which when I explain it to people, is so easy. To get mm. do you see what i'm saying yeah so but it's so complex at the same time it's just it is crazy it man. Is, it's i've never been good
0: with maths but that seems like mate i gotta see yeah in maths, and, and i went to willow's high school yeah <laughs> but it's <laughs> like, me i mean it is it is and it isn't to do with maths but when you talk about bars and beats and measures and stuff like that that seems like so much like music theory to me and yeah. when you say you're not a musician that screams like you're yeah. more to me, that's you sound like more like a musician than most musicians I know. Yeah, you don't know anything about music theory it's... because you understand beats and bars and, and how those work things work together. Yeah, do you know what? I, I, yeah, I,
1: I can, I, I do agree with you, but to me, a musician is instruments and things like that. However, you could particularly say that my decks are my instruments, mm.
0: you could say that, yeah, yeah, you, you could, but I, I do in my head it depends on what kind of DJ you are if you're a producer I would consider well I, I don't know it's it's so difficult to kind of blur those lines if you, I think a musician for me is someone who creates their not not Even everyone who music. creates their own music because musicians can be people who be, be people who play other people's music yeah. which is essentially what a lot of DJs do yeah so it's hard to make that distinction sometimes
1: well look at UB40 for
0: example yeah
1: they always play covers
0: yeah, do you see what and I the, mean? Yeah, and the specials and bands yeah.
1: like that, and and people like that—they only play cover cover music. Yeah, yeah, it might be in a different style, but they're playing somebody else's music, which I could sort of relate to myself. Really, yeah. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, so I, I'm not recreating that music no. in my own style, but in a way, I am. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, because you're you're manipulating exactly. It. Yeah, so I don't know. It's 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 nuts when you think about it. Well, because like, is... like, I've never really like. I've talked to people about it, like South, my housemate. He's mm. he's one of the only people, apart from Simon Magenta, I don't know if you remember Magenta, but those two are the only people that I could... Not the only people, but one of the only sets of people that I can sit down and I can go, right, well, this is going to do this, 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 and this, and this, and this. And this. Yeah. Cooley, all of that. Like, there are quite a few people I probably could sit down and listen to a piece of music and pick it apart. But when it comes to playing that kind of music, there's only one way it's going to go for me. And that's got to be slam bam. And
0: the people to go, Oh my God, whoa, what was that? Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Obviously I've, I've had to, I I say I've had to listen. I've had to sit through a lot of DJs as part of my work. And, I think there is a difference between a DJ like you and a DJ who will play for students or who will do... Like, yeah, some DJs are a bit more creative Mm. and they will work out how to, like, sample one thing and put it into another track and stuff. But what you're talking about seems like high art compared to that. Yeah, it's it's, it's crazy. It is crazy. Like I, I've literally learned more in the last five minutes about DJing than I have like, ever. <laughs> it's fucking crazy.
1: <laughs> Amazing. Well good that, well that's it this and what you said earlier yeah. proves this point of of, yeah. of of how good like, this I, kind like, of thing
0: is. I, I mean you know and DJs everywhere is going, yeah, that's obvious. Like but, yeah, but I don't but think I, they would No no really. no and I I think exactly you're right. I think some DJs I know maybe like that. Mm. But I think then other DJs will never have heard of that concept. Oh no of course not. Because and they've because never they, played on decks before. No, and they've ne- and they I mean they understand the concept of beat matching and they understand the concept of like maybe like getting one track to match another and things yeah. like that and like using those kinds of things and using loops and stuff. But yeah the idea of kind of working out how two tracks can sync together in a perfect way. Mm. It's just like through that process. Yeah. It's it's fascinating. It is. It and is. it's like, it's kind of makes me appreciate that kind of music a lot more. Yeah. I mean, I still think I couldn't sit through six hours of it though. <laughs> but I don't think... <laughs> to be honest, mate, you say that, yeah. right? You say that, but nor can I.
1: No. Nor can I anymore. No. Like I remember the old school times where I used to go to Bulletproof um, in Emporium. And I used to, I used to just literally go there and I used to drink beer after beer, and I just used to absolutely love my life. Yeah. Because th- those are the points. And I was 15, no, 16 years old at that point. And they were letting me in. Yeah. So I was like, oh, my God, I'm happy. And then it got to my 18th birthday. And once I was actually legally allowed yeah. to go in the club, I got ID'd. So yeah. I was like, oh, well, they're saying, uh, this has got to be some sort of, like, you know, blessing in disguise, you yeah. we say. Like, it, it's weird. Like, nowadays... I don't know whether it's not because I, 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 I'm so critical about what I do. Mm. And if I jump off the decks and I don't enjoy my set, I don't want to stick around. Yeah. And that's not be me being ignorant. Mm. It's just me going through that anxious feeling of stepping off the decks. and Because, pe- you know, people will always say to you, obviously, oh, wicked set, like, yeah. wicked set. And I, do you know what? I will l- love that to the day that I die. Yeah. Purely for the... That's why I do it. Like, I don't do it like... I, don't, I used to do it for personal gain. But now it's, it's one of those things where it's like, right, well, you know, if you see certain people in the crowd and they're, you know, they're throwing up your fist yeah. or whatever, like, it doesn't matter what they're doing as long as they're having a good time. And if they come up to me later on going, mate, that was incredible. Thank yeah. you so much. I was wicked. That's why I do it now. Mm. But I can't, like, I can't, I'm i not a raver no more. And I think <laughs> the transition from that, and I'll I'll go through something as well with you which you may or may not have heard most DJs, you won't see most DJs dancing to another DJ in a club. You'll see them standing at the side of the room yeah. or at the back of the room watching what that DJ is yeah. doing. And that, I think, is it's a good thing and it's a very bad thing because... In a way, for me, and it's a good thing because obviously it's nice to be critical. It's nice to, I'll never say to that DJ, oh, by the way, you messed up that third mix. Yeah. But never mind, carry on, <laughs> slap on the back and crack on. Like, yeah. But I will never good. ever do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> nicer, mate, to that. Yeah. But I'll never ever ever do that because I'd hate it if somebody done that to me. And, you know, it's kind of a code that you don't mm. see. Oh, yeah,
0: wicked mix, you messed up that fourth Yeah, and I be. relate to that as a sound engineer because yeah. I would never ever go up to a, a sound engineer and be like, you're doing that wrong. And you need to fix that like, exactly. Like, like I hate it, and like I, it was the other day I was watching a sound engineer who who it wasn't that proficient and like struggle, mm. and I had the overwhelming like I couldn't just I couldn't, I couldn't help. Twist yeah, yeah, I do. Or I do. Like, but yeah. also at the time t- same time, if someone did that to me, I'd be so pissed oh, off with them. You'd be annoyed, wouldn't you? And I think I think that's the same thing. It's like if you know, if I don't think any any musician in, in the world would want someone to go up and you know, oh, you played that note wrong. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Do? But at the same time if I enjoyed what a sound engineer has done at a show, I will go up to them and say, that was brilliant. That was wicked. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is the thing. That's, that's what I was on about. Basically,
1: it's a good and a bad thing. Me getting into DJing, purely for the fact that it's a good thing, get a recognition. If you've had a good set, you come off, you're happy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And people, and people respect you yeah. and people go, well done mate, that was class. Yeah. And then it's a bad thing as well, because of where I've come from with it. So first of all, like I was saying in Emporium, I never used to play out. Well, I, I played my first set when I was like 15 in a club in Swansea mm. called The Palace. They got shut down that night as well. <laughs> it was a garage set, put it that way. Yeah. But um, that was an incredible night anyway. But anyway, ever since then, I thought, right, this is brilliant. And I want to I wanna enjoy this. And I used to go to Emporium then up until I was 18 or whatever. Then I started playing out properly in clubs. And ever since I started playing out properly in clubs, the raver in me kind of subsided ever so gently throughout mm-hmm. the years. So now, if I'm with people and they don't DJ, yeah. and they're like, oh yeah, let's go and see this DJ, yeah. let's go and see this DJ. I'll stand at the side or I'll stand at the back and I'll just I'll just watch what mm. they're doing. And I can't, I, lo- I have fun, that's my type of yeah. fun. But for everyone else, they're like, oh, my God, you,
0: you know, you're really boring. Like, so what you do you never, you never, ever dance to another I day do. Day?
1: And, and, and one of the first times that I've ever actually, mm. well, in the last couple of, probably couple of years, um, that I've actually physically stood there for an hour and I've literally just let loose yeah. was I went to a deep Medi night in uh, Bristol in Motion and Bailey was playing a jungle set mm. in the side room, and I swear to God, it was the best set that I've ever heard in my life. It was incredible. Yeah, just the mixing, the technicality of the mixing, the tunes that he was mixing are fucking hard to mix. Yeah, they're really hard to mix, and he was doing it with ease. There was no sweat on his head, and he was just like, "Yeah, this is." And he, you could just
0: tell that he was enjoying that set. Yeah, and, and I love that. And at the same time, you could enjoy that, and you weren't, you I, weren't standing there like, yeah like watching him you were exactly you were actually enjoying the set yeah i I
1: wasn't like i'd look up every now and again just to obviously see
0: if you know if he's
1: like i I don't know i just look up and look at the dj that's just a natural reaction yeah
0: and that that's an an interesting i mean i'll I'll get i'll get to that in a second but for for me like it's 50 50 for me for gigs i 50 percent of the time i'll go and watch a band and like appreciate it but be standing still and just like understanding what's going on and then the other 50% of the time I'll be going crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you've got to keep that head on you. See? Yeah, definitely. And like, and like I always have, and I've always been really into bands and I've always been like the one who's going the hardest because mm. that I enjoy it so much. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. When, yeah. When you're talking about looking at the DJ, it's, it's kind of an interesting thing um, that I find is that for, for bands and, and like singers and artists and stuff like that it's a visual thing. Yeah. It's a very visual thing watching these people play. Mm. I enjoy bands that are fun to watch. Mm. But with DJs, unless you know loads about mixing, they're boring. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, you're just standing
1: there. But like I I I will never do that. I'll I'll never ever ever ever. I know loads of DJs who do it and it really pisses me off to be honest. Because you should be enjoying what you're doing. Yeah. And when like people enjoy it in different ways, fair enough. Do you know what I mean? Just because mm-hmm. they, they're not jumping around like a knobhead behind the decks doesn't mean that he's not enjoying it. Mm. So I, you've got to respect that kind of it, the, yeah. that side of it. But also, I think if, as a visual, like you said, if a DJ's going nuts behind the decks and if he's like throwing his arms up yeah. right, right next to, next yeah. to, bang, and the Ravers are looking at that, it's another dimension mm-hmm. for them. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Rather than like looking at their mates going, "Yeah, wicked time, yeah, wicked time." If yeah. they're looking at a DJ
0: and a DJ's going, "Fucking come yeah, on!" Yeah. Uh, okay. Do you see so what there's, I mean? So there is different. You think? Do you think people think differently, or do you yeah. think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's it's also interesting with drum and bass, um, the element of having MCs as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the difference between drum and bass and a lot of other stuff. Yeah, yeah, like house doesn't like. I mean, you can have tracks with singers on them, maybe, but like MCs. That are rapping over like so- songs that don't have it's, it's. I mean, I find that quite interesting, and sometimes people do it really well. Yeah, and sometimes it's awful. And yeah. It. <laughs> well, Lucas, Lucas, MCXL. Yeah. Like the
1: big, massive, tall, blonde when You've obviously seen him because you could probably see him from here. He's so tall. But <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, he's 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 the best in Cardiff for me. Uh, well, I say in Cardiff the. Pff, He's my choice. Mm. He's my favourite MC to work with. Yeah. Like at the moment, from there was a a guy called K Dan uh, from the Ambush family in Bristol that I always used to link up with. And then we stopped doing it. He moved to Australia and and it just like the part, not a partnership, but friendship has always been there. Yeah. But the partnership is the DJ MC combo kind of broke down. And that's not a problem. We both get on with lives and that's just how it is at the end of the day. We still speak, we're still really good friends. But Lucas you know he's he's one of my best mates so for us to go on a set and then do our thing i think there's a bit of a different outlook for us rather than just going oh, okay yeah let's just do a set we'll go right we're gonna smash this up now yeah you and you'll see you would what say, I mean?
0: it's like a collaboration yeah. yeah
1: and then we'll go back to my house or his house or whatever and we'll have a chat about it see what went wrong what went good you know in in a party mm. environment should we yeah. say and um and it's good man do you see what I mean? And, and if we can like get recordings and stuff like that, like if we played Aperture and got a recording of that yeah. one, we'd listen to it every now and again. It's like, oh, yeah, this is bad. Do you see what I mean? And yeah, it's, yeah. It's, not, it's a piece of history for us to take away and just mm-hmm. go, right, okay, well, it's like a, it's a bit of history it is that you can take away and, and you can mould into your own future, mm-hmm. should we say. Yeah. So you can say, right, well, this is us. Have a listen, blah, 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 blah. See what you like about it, see what you don't like yeah. about it, and then just go from there. It's, you know, But I think he does it really, really well, like really well, because he knows when to shut up. Yeah. And that is the ultimate, ultimate thing for an MC. Mm-hmm. If you know how to shut up, I'll work for you. But if you don't, I won't have you anywhere near my set. Mm-hmm. If you're spitting bars over a vocal, I'll turn the microphone down. <laughs> Do you see what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah.
0: come on, mate, yeah. just have a bit of... Respect, yeah, on, yeah, basically. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I I find that like a really interesting element of you know I I'm, I'm drawing a blank now on if there are other genres of djing that do that. garage, yeah, oh garage yeah, is a yeah. big one. Okay, it. yeah, so garage, yeah, in so garage and a lot of that's interesting as well because I know dubstep like, yeah, as yeah. well,
1: yeah, okay. but it's like. It is there is
0: only uh, there probably
1: there probably is ones in house and stuff, but mm. it just wouldn't sound good.
0: No, and that's more like hype than
1: actual MC. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like I don't know if the Elro um type of thing have like MCs and stuff mm. there, I'm not really sure. But I think it can work in the in the right environment. Definitely. But and if, if
0: and if if it's the right MC as well. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Spot on, mate. Spot on. Mm. It's it's funny how we like kind of this this conversation's like started quite naturally you didn't even realize we were recording no i, I, so like, I know, I, know I, I i really like that kind of thing because it's you get much more spontaneous conversation oh, 100%. Right? and and usually i kind of start off like with a history and you go through like that but we kind of started off having a chat and i think that's really interesting yeah. um so I will go now and ask questions the questions. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, I won't, I don't think I'd delve, delve too much into it because... Um, You've covered most of it. Yeah, we've covered some quite interesting stuff. And like, we've been talking for 45 minutes now and it's like... Shut up, yeah, you. no, yeah, we have. Jeez. So yeah, so what I've asked musicians now and kind of the first couple of questions I ask is, uh, what's your f- first musical memory? Do you know what? It's probably got to be, and this is going to be a
1: bolt from the blue for you now. Mm. Exclusive, should we say? <laughs> But it's gotta be on the way to Elton Towers with my mum and dad, and listening to Elton, or the Elton John album. I don't know which one it is, but mm. with Daniel, my brother, just repeated. And ever since then, I know the whole words to that yeah. song. Yeah. Ever since then, um, or actually, no, it's not. It, um, the very first moment, I, I think the very first moment for me was like I can't remember. I can't remember what it. The- what <clears throat> well, the band's name is but um i'm in chains was it annie lennox i don't know uh, yeah. i don't know but basically show my age now yeah but, <laughs> but basically i remember my, my i don't know if it was my dad or my mum had the oh, he must have been my dad had the vinyl and uh, i used to play it all the time and i used to get really pissed off at me because i used to all oh, right, scratch it scratch it <laughs> yeah when i was probably about four or five i think wow was. really yeah wow. like and um and yeah, and I think that 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 definitely would be my my first musical memory. 100%, yeah, that's right.
0: a, that's a cool like definitely that's that's a cool that's a cool start. It was
1: like. nuts. I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah, obviously, of course it, was inter- it
0: sounded interesting to you. Yeah.
1: yeah, I was like, whoa, this is this is cool. Yeah, and then cool, this, I cool. don't know. Yeah. yeah, but that's definitely going to be one. I first really
0: song. like when I had my brief spell of kind of trying to DJ. I really love scratching. Yeah, I think it's like it's underappreciated. It's a completely different ball game. Exactly, like, and completely it's completely like, different. But then again, like. When people go out to a club, they don't want to see people scratching, do
1: they? Yeah. See. Do you know what that? I find that funny because one of the best ever sets that I've ever heard in my life, looking out in as a DJ, mm. was JFB in um, my friend Geffin Hughes's night um, that he put on Buffalo. Not many people turned up. I think it was about probably about twenty max, but it didn't make a difference. Like, because the guy is so technically gifted. Yeah. I was literally glued to my seat. Well, I glued to the floor. I was standing up, (laughs) obviously. But what he was doing was just so alien to me. Mm. Because I've never... I've always had that sort of inkling, oh,
0: yeah, we'll have a little go. But I've never learned how to do what he was Mm. doing. And that was absolutely incredible, mate. I love hearing or seeing something and you don't understand it. Oh. That's my favorite. Oh, yeah. You're like, it's like ooh, what's going it's on not, it's not You're enjoying it, but you have no idea how they're doing yeah, it. Exactly. And that's, that's, like, that's amazing. You start yeah. guessing yourself, don't you? You're like, oh, shit, am I doing yeah, enough? Yeah, it's like, like, you, ma- you mentioned Chroma earlier. Yeah. Chroma were a band where I saw them, funnily enough, I saw them for the first time at the Music Awards, but I did, oh, yeah. wasn't actually watching them because I was working. Like, yeah, yeah. But I saw them the next night, and I was watching them going, how on earth do they do that? I know. It's nuts. It's it? cr- and, and and it's like it's happened quite a few times and you and you just go that I'm really impressed by that. And yeah. like for me now I will ask questions, but yeah. before like I'd just be I dumbfounded Yeah and, dumbfounded, yeah, and yeah. like but now I like learning about it. Yeah. Um so going from that, like um from that memory, um what do you know do you remember what the first record you ever bought was? It's a hard one this is. I think the
1: first Well, the first record I I played or bought, because I, well, I remember... Well,
0: all that was given to you, or... Right, yeah.
1: okay, yeah, because that's, th- like...
0: But, it, no, as in, it was. It has to be your own choice, though. Like right, ah, not like, right, a okay. gift. Not like, like oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can have this Yeah, one. yeah, but it's right, the okay. first thing you chose to oh, Jesus have. Christ. I think it
1: was um, Marky and XRS with Stamina, LK, It's the Way. Mm. <laughs> you know if you heard it, yeah. basically, but it was, like... Yeah, me and the boys used to love that tune. How, how old were yeah. you then? Oh, Jesus Christ! About I don't know. I I don't know because I had I. The problem is I didn't buy vinyl. Well, I did buy vinyl, but I, I just can't remember. That's the only one that holds like a memory yeah. for me because me and the yeah, boys used to yeah, play yeah. it over and over. There may have been one an early, mm. uh, you know, an earlier one that but I. That's the that's the one that that's yeah, the yeah. one that sticks in my head, Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, that's cool.
1: But yeah, how old were you when that? When you saw that? Do you know? What, I'm gonna have to have a look on Google to be honest, because <laughs> I don't know when it was released, and it was when he was released. Yeah. So, uh, oh, that that's definitely not right. <laughs> yeah, it's not right. Um, well, it says released in 2013, and I well, definitely, that's, <laughs> no, that's, that's, that doesn't I definitely started DJing before 2013. <laughs> put it that way. So, okay. um, but that's probably the the main one that sticks in sticks in my head right now. When did you start DJing? I started playing when I was 12. Okay. And I'm eight. No, I'm 18. I'm 30 now. Yeah. So I've been playing for 18 years mm. in clubs for more than half of my life, which is nuts when you think about it. Mm. Um, I need to invest in some fucking earplugs, to be honest. But, um, <laughs> it's a good idea, mate. <laughs> well, I know. I, I know. Well, coming from the sound engineer, I know. Yeah. Like, I should listen to that, but it's just. I need to do it. But yeah, I started playing. Um, one of the boys who I went to school with, he used, he had his own decks and we used to go over to his house for, um, he was a bit older than me. Mm. Uh, he used to go over to his house on lunchtime and he used to play them and play all the old Tom and Jerry, all the right and bits, all the jungle stuff. Because that was when Jungle was big, mm. you know, quite yeah. a few years ago. And um, and yeah, like ever since then, seeing him play, and I was like, I want to do that. Yeah. Man. I, so, I, I want to yeah, okay, be able cool. to mix and, and I want to be able to manipulate those two records into what I want to. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. So that was, yeah, I started, well, if you want an age, it was like 12 years yeah. old. Yeah, okay, cool.
0: And then and then so
1: you started playing clubs when you were 15? 15, 15 yeah. was my first set, yeah, uh, in the Palace in Swansea Yeah. with my mate Aaron Boston. Uh, we travelled down on the train. He told me that it was fine um, not to pay it because we were 15 and we didn't have to pay our train ticket fare. Uh So we didn't pay it. And then, uh, yeah, I was shit I did myself, to say the least, because I was only 15 years old. Yeah. Um, I don't even think... I can't remember if I told my mum that I was actually going to play <laughs> or if I was staying over my mate's yeah, house. It yeah, was yeah, that yeah. kind of... It
0: was that kind of like... Yeah. yeah.
1: Um. So I, I can't remember, to be honest. Like, I'm going to have to try and ask her about that. But... I
0: know. I mean, we were talking about um <clears throat> earlier, before we started recording, about... I mean, we're not, I'm not going to say what it's about in particular, but about how it's so important for young people to get into that to Get yeah. in, in early and be able to do that, and like the fact you were 15, but you were playing obviously playing 18 plus, plus oh, of course. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But I think the difference between um, like bands and stuff is there is there is not a lot, but there are some opportunities for young people to, to go be and in see bands and, and go and see bands. Yeah, but with DJs, yeah, there is. You'd there be is. very surprised actually because I
1: um, played a set in Newport, supported Jumping Jack Frost last Saturday today and the DJ before me was 17 years old Mm. and the club knew this and the promoter knew this. It was fine, but he wasn't allowed to drink beer. Yeah. Um, yeah. He had to have obviously he had to have a chaperone. Yeah. And as soon as he played his set, he's gotta go. Mm. And there was an (coughs) there was another house producer, I can't have my name the name forgets me, but who played in Aura before when I was the promotions manager for Aura. And he come down and um and he had to have his, his dad with him. He ha- his dad had to drive him to mm. show. He was a big name as well. I can't remember who it was, yeah. but but his dad had to drive him around or his mum had to drive him around to show. So it basically as soon as he jumped in, do the set, yeah. they have to go straight away. They're not allowed to stick around the club.
0: Yeah, so but that's so that's <coughs> examples of, of DJs that will come in at a certain age. But what I was referring to was like young people going to see DJs. Ah, right. No. Yeah, exactly. No chance then. There's no you that's not going to happen until you're eighteen no, unless no. you sneak in, yeah, or unless you start DJing and, and yeah get a set but yeah, but it's so i i think I think you know it's something to look into maybe at some point i yeah. mean I've met plenty of young people who have are in seeing into DJing and stuff and will do it like in a community center or something, but they could never see a live show or they could they you know yeah yeah
1: do you what, know what what's what? good that's now good... is that's
0: is that is that you can watch it on YouTube or yeah. beforehand maybe you, you'd buy a tape of recording of it. Yeah. So maybe there is that some element, but that actually going and be physically there. Do you know Do you know what? Carl, Carl Ahern actually brought up a very good point. Uh,
1: Kalo, DJ Kalo, mm. I don't know if you know him, but basically he brought up a very good point. I was listening to an interview that he did <clears throat> with SW, uh, Southwest Music, who um, interviewed me as well a couple of months back. Mm. Um, but he brought up a very good point, point. and I don't know if it was him or the interviewee or the interviewer, should we say, brought it up. And but, but it was like day raves. Like if you had like a day rave, like mm. say for instance Callahan's, the outside of Callahan's. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you had like a day long rave there. Yeah. You could have kids come in. Yeah. You could have kids come in to listen to DJs mm. if you wanted. But I think it's it's restricted to the fact that because we only put club nights on in obviously club nights
0: it restricts a lot of people going to see that and And, you know licensing licensing dictates that after a certain like after 11 o'clock it has to be 18 plus well this is it but i don't like and i understand the reasons behind it because at the end of the day if you're not an adult you shouldn't be in that kind of environment and and there's a responsibility yeah. yeah 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 exactly but i i know it's it's but it's interesting to me that there is that kind of divide between um, like bands and, and singers and stuff and DJs That there is literally no way of you to see a live DJ until you're 18 yeah
1: or unless you go to like a festival or something
0: do you know what I mean oh that, true that, yeah that's the only okay, way yeah, you yeah. can do it but you've got to wait a year yeah or if you go to a couple of festivals yeah fair enough yeah And but also festivals are a different environment to a club night. Completely, completely different, different yeah. yeah they're just free for all they don't want to do what they yeah, want to yeah, do yeah. yeah day raves are the way forward yeah and but You know, I'm sure sure I'll do a Google and find that there are certain... Do a Google. Yeah, yeah, do a Google. Sorry, I'm sure I will Google. Google.
1: No, the only reason I find that funny is because South, my housemate, um, he always says, oh, do a DJ, do a DJ, (laughs) and stuff like that. So, like, when you said do
0: a Google, I just chuckled, so, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I'm still, I'm not young enough that uh, Google wasn't, W- was a verb when I was born or something? So like, <laughs> yeah, like it's. I still will occasionally say uh, use Google or yeah. not, not just like use do a Google. Google, do a Google. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. And I'll, I'll have a look, and I'm sure there will be some stuff like. But I'm, it's not as common as as bands, like I said. Um, yeah. So the kind of the last questions I ask are: What's a record you've been uh, really liking recently? That's either recently come out or you've been listening to quite a lot recently. Recently. Mm. See the problem is that's quite a hard question
1: because I I'm on a promo list um that I get a lot of new music and new producers yeah. through. Like is i probably get about three or four each day, um, you know, produced tracks that have been released but mm-hmm. they're not being released to the general public till about two or three months time. So they, you know, it's a rotation of DJs. They have that kind of music I to find play. that. That's a really interesting concept to me I, as I well. love it. Like, I, do you know what? And I honestly, and I, I, hand on my heart, until I was signed up with these, big up Loxum, got to big him up. Until I was signed up with these, I was almost giving up. And I was almost like, right, well, I'm getting really pissed off with trawling through yeah. loads and loads of shit drum and bass. <laughs> and now, because it gets sent to me, and... I can just listen to it whenever I want. Yeah. Not I haven't gotta f- do two hours of listening before I go out and play and stress yeah. myself out if I don't find anything I'm pissed off. It all gets sent through to me. And that is such like that that probably is a lifesaver. Um so I would I would personally say from there, from the list, there's a there's a tune on an Australian connection EP and I literally forgot the name of it. <laughs> Oh my god. You can you can
0: send it to me and I'll put it in, yeah. in the outro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah if you yeah. want
1: to do that, but it's <laughs> it's just a real real gritty gritty stepper type tune and it's just the bassline's wicked on it and it just goes off. And yeah, I love that tune.
0: So the track that Dean couldn't remember is uh this track that I'm just about to play. It's Gran Calavera with Panorama. i to be there music is perfect it's time and aggression the energy can't last
1: And that is probably the one that I've been playing the most, but my, I've got to say my favourite tune in the
0: whole wide world. Oh, that's the next question. Oh, is it really? Yeah, it's right, what's well, your all-time
1: favourite record? Right, yeah. my all-time favourite tune is Roy Jones Jr., Gabrielle, and that. And everyone who even knows a little bit about me yeah, will tell you yeah. that's my favourite tune. My favourite drum and bass tune, though, yeah. would be D Bridge, True Romance. Okay. And if anyone knows a little bit about me again they will obviously answer that question for yeah. And they will say, right, well, he loves that tune. And I played in literally, no joke, every set. And
0: I have done for probably about six or seven that's years. That's cool. It's like, like a signature kind of thing. Yeah, yeah very cool. much. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's, yeah, it's a good, good note to end on that, like, to have a signature. Yeah, man, yeah, definitely. That's... You have
1: to have, because otherwise you're just another DJ playing another tune in another club in front of loads of other people. That's all it is. You you have to have that. You have to have a certain element. Yeah. yeah, Because otherwise
0: you're just just another person. I'm a jukebox, not a DJ. Exactly. All right. Cheers, man. No worries. So thanks to Dean for having a chat with me and talking about DJing. I did really, I found this conversation so interesting and listening back to it whilst I was editing it, just really kind of still blew my mind on how things like that work in the scene and you know it's it's a step away from what I'm used to and um, I did want to include a lot more music in this podcast but uh, you know to do with usage rights and stuff like that as well as the process of kind of dropping that stuff in I'm literally recording this 20 minutes before I hoping to put it out so I kind of didn't have time to kind of drop everything in but what I will attempt to do is uh, make a playlist of all the music that Dean mentioned and you can kind of listen through then um, That'll be on the Facebook page. Uh, so just have a look at Router Control podcast on Facebook uh, and find it through that. Um, you can catch Dean next in Cardiff at the Flatline Drum Base uh, night on July the 1st. So that's this Saturday. Uh, Undertone. Um, so check that out. Uh, I'm not sure if there's anything else coming up, but uh, definitely keep an eye out or an ear out for what's happening with Ransom because definitely something you can kind of Check out if you love drum and bass. So thanks for listening again this week. Uh, Next week's podcast will be with Alarian Harrod, and she did a um, recording with me, so that will come with a video as well. Uh, I mentioned this at the end of the last podcast, but if you didn't listen to the end, you wouldn't have heard it. Um, You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, and you can also rate this podcast on iTunes, and I'd really appreciate it. If you did rate it and give it a little review, of what you heard because this is the fifth podcast now and so i hope you've kind of got the gist of what's going on Uh, i also recorded a podcast today with jack barnett um and he's kind of like the first person i interviewed who's actually listened to the podcast so that was kind of an interesting thing uh he kind of came with his answers to these questions a little bit more prepared than most so that was uh interesting and he kind of gave me a bit of feedback and that was that's cool to hear so yeah let me know what you think um and i'll be back next wednesday thanks